gentlemen, it is I, El Numero Uno, Ichiban, number one, the uncrowned king of the scenic city, Jaden Newman. Hit my music. All right, welcome to Hit My Music, the show where we talk about music, wrestling, and the space where those two things meet. My name is David Kincannon, and as you heard, this week, my guest is number one, Ellie Giban, numero uno, Jaden Newman. Jaden, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. After our little uh, Twitter interaction we had, I discovered <laughs> the show. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, of course I want to be on. Thank you. Thank you. It's, 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 a, it's, a, fun, it's a fun time. We're going to have a good time here. Uh, so let's just let's kick it off. Um, when you, do you remember who was responsible for playing music around you as a kid? Parents? grandparents siblings so early on i i guess i would say my mom like uh whenever i was growing up like i was like really first introduced like th the music i was first introduced to i would say was like rap so like okay. i think like the first like music i heard was like eminem okay. and then from then on like i just like went down the rabbit hole and like started trying to find every single thing that i could uh to the point that even like the first CD like I bought with my own money was uh, Kanye West's graduation album. Okay. So, nice. um, yeah, like hip hop's been like a huge influence for me since I was younger. Uh, obviously, like growing up in like the mid to early two thousands, like rock music was pretty prevalent as well. Um, you know, like <laughs> we can't really talk about them now too much, but like you know, trapped. You know, like, uh, yeah, you know, the heavy stuff, brother. Hey, let's um, let's separate the art from the artist. So exactly. Like, so, you know, like I had heard like, you know, like um, rock rap. And those are like the two things that really like even today, like hold up with me is like okay. those genres. So you said you said that you that Eminem was one of the first CDs that you bought with your own money. When was that? Would how old would you have been? So, uh. It was actually Kanye West. But oh, I'm sorry. You, I think you're right. I, <laughs> you're all good. Um, Eminem was the second one I bought, though, one time. Well, there you go. The money. So uh, Kanye, though, I bought that, I think, probably like 2007. Okay. Because otherwise, like, I had just been getting them, like, getting, like, CDs and stuff for, like, my birthday or whatever it sure. may be. But, like, that was around the time, like, I started, like, being able to, like, actually, like, save up my like, money and, like, do things <laughs> and all that. So, I was like, yeah. oh, cool. I'm going to, like, get this CD. And I remember, like, I bought it, and it had to be the end, it always, you know. Right. And uh, it was a weekend, like, I was with my dad, and uh, I was listening to it. And uh, we it was, like, back when we were, like, we had, like, CD players, like, boom boxes and stuff like that. So, like... That sounds so weird to say, um, <laughs> but like you're probably looking at me like I hate this guy, man. No, <laughs> no, you're you're fine. But I, um, honestly, honestly, you're about my you're about my oldest son's age, so that's okay. That makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Okay, but but like I had it like on this like boombox, and like I remember like the the song "Drunken Hot Girls" came on, and I was just jamming to it, and my dad came in as like, "What the hell's this?" <laughs> I was like, it's Kanye West, dad. And uh, yeah, he, he was pretty upset about it. But I still listen to it. You know, yeah. I mean? it's still one of my favorite albums. But yeah, that's one of my favorite memories of that album. <laughs> that's funny. OK, um, so who do you consider your favorite, your first favorite artist or band? Would it be Kanye or? I would honestly say uh, 
now we'll go back to Eminem. Eminem, okay. I would say, would be like the first like artist that like I really gravitated towards and like really started to dissect like lyrically at like an early age. Like, um, you know, whenever you're younger, you normally listen to music is just what it is, music. But like, I um, you know, I like would really dissect it and like look at like like look into the lyrics, like the meaning, and like try to like think that deep into it sure. and um he was like one of the first people like lyrically i was just like so uh impressed by and like completely like entranced by uh just because like the way he like would word things and uh like the struggles that you could like just tell through like his music and, like sure. you know at like an early age for me like you know i had i had my struggles so like to be able to like find relatability in like some of his songs like really meant a lot to me and feeling like I wasn't alone in some situations. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Um, I, I certainly know that in my life, you know, music has gotten me through some of those, you know, those rough periods and definitely trying to find that, that relatability is important. Um, as you got older, how did your musical taste change? Um, uh, and specifically were, you know, were there people in your life who were influencing that change? I really can't say like much changed. Like I was definitely influenced by people over time. Mm -hmm. Like uh, especially the more like I got into independent wrestling and like the professional wrestling like fandom. Um, that was whenever I started discovering more bands and other like subgenres of rock. Like okay. uh, for instance, like I really got into punk music. Like uh, punk, like punk rock, uh, pop punk. Like, those are, like, those genres, like, I, I love and I live by now. Nice. Um, but, like, you know, it was because of wrestling that, like, I discovered that. So, um, like, for instance, you know, we were talking about Day to Remember before we started recording. Um, I discovered a Day to Remember through total nonstop action. Okay. A TNA, through a TNA sure. pay-per-view. I think it was uh, Lockdown of, I think it was Lockdown 2010. And they used uh, Sticks and Bricks by Day to Remember. And I was like, oh, what is this? Like, it was like, <laughs> the like I was like, this is so awesome. And then, like, I ended up buying the album from Hot Topic uh, because I had saw it and was like, oh, that looks familiar. They That was on TNA. So then that was how, like, I really, like, got deep into, like, that scene of music. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. Um, what was the first concert you ever went to? So the first concert I ever went to was uh, – let's see. What do I – do I count this one technically? <laughs> so the first concert I went to technically was uh, – it was at Lake Winnipesoka, which is a um, little amusement park around Chattanooga here. Okay. And I got to, I got to see Jake Owen perform uh, before he like really like blew up and became like the big country star he right. is. Uh, but the first concert that I say was my first concert was uh, at the Memorial Auditorium, which is very historic for sure. uh, tons of wrestling sure. uh, back in the Harry Thornton days here. But um, I had watched Skillet, Hawk Nelson, and Decipher Down. And it was legit such – like it was an experience. And you know what? I still listen to Skillet today. Hey. Like I don't care to admit it. I – so that's that's funny because as some of my listeners will know, uh, I actually 
wanted to be a contemporary Christian singer when I was when I was younger. Um, really? Yes, I actually did some like artist some like artist label showcases within like the mid nineties. Um, I've seen Skillet. I've seen all three of those bands live. I saw all three of those bands live on the same day uh, <laughs> at a festival out here in Colorado, probably okay. 2010, 2011. Um, <laughs> I've caught them a year earlier really than I caught them in 2009. Oh, okay. Was, I, yeah, it was like December of 2009. Okay. Uh, I, I've seen Skillet. I've seen Skillet a couple times. Um, I still like their music. Yes. Is what I'll say. Um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't go into my thoughts about John Cooper recently, but um, yeah. So oh, that that's great. That that's funny. And and it shouldn't like like it comes to no surprise to me. You growing up in Tennessee, that you know because I Tennessee was the hotbed for contemporary Christian music when I was growing up. And so oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. That's that's it's funny, and it it makes me laugh and it makes me smile. But uh, yeah. So, um, do you have any musical talents yourself? So, kind of, I guess. Okay. So, uh, whenever I was in middle school, I uh, was in band and I was in uh, percussion. So, okay. I learned how to play the drums a little bit through that. But then, whenever I ended up leaving band in like eighth grade, I kind of just like forgot everything. But you know, over time, like I've always loved like messing with beats and doing things like that. Like I have all sorts of different like um, applications on my laptop and like okay. on my phone. I'm constantly messing around with stuff because like I, I have like I call it like music brain. Like um, I like if I have something in my head, like I have to get it out. Like that's just who I am. Sure. So like uh as opposed to like putting like pen to paper, like I put like fingers to like keyboard or fingers to I tablet, whatever it may be. Totally get and it. Like yeah, and then I just like I just let it out because like I feel like musically there's probably something inside of me that's not been unlocked, but like right. I I always loved like to me like other than being a wrestler and this sounds probably very cliche like other than being a wrestler like being a musician would probably be like my second dream job, you know. Well, I I will say this: you're very young. You've got a lot of you got a lot of time ahead of you. I just started composing probably in the last couple of years. I'm in my mid forties. Okay. Um. So you know it. You've got plenty of time. You know, you know, just start. You know, just put it out there. Put stuff out there if you've got it. I mean, it's you know, it's interesting the the way things work now with like all of the kind of self distribution that you can do. Oh yeah, through you, you know, YouTube or you know, even like the the stuff like DistroKid that'll put your stuff on Spotify and yep, all of that kind of stuff. You know, it's 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 an interesting time for music, especially for for people who are recording and producing their own in, their own stuff independently. So. Oh, absolutely. I th I think DistroKid was actually like what we had used to get my uh, my new theme song out. Um, because the people that worked on that, which we'll get into them later as well. Yep, like we will talk about that uh, later. Yeah. Knockout kid, like, and Wade hunt, like they've taught me so much. So yeah. I can't wait to get into them later. Yeah. That's, that's great. We, we, I can't wait to talk about that too. Um, so what sort of stuff are you listening to now? Really? Um, I will say now over like the time, like my music taste varies from day to day. Like, you know, if I were to pull up my Spotify, like 
depending on the mood I'm in. Like, I, I kind of like country music now. Okay. So, like, I and given that's, like, you know, it comes with the territory, right? Sure. So, like, there's some days, like, I like to listen to, like, Darius Rucker and, like, uh, artists like that. I really like old, like, old country, like Johnny Cash, like, okay. um, you know, Tennessee Stud. Like, that stuff I really enjoy. Sure. But, like, sure. really, you know, hip-hop and, like, punk rock music, that's, like, the main like genres i stick with okay. uh, i also just really enjoy like like acoustic emo music oh, <laughs> interesting okay yes like i like it like um i i would consider like you know um city and color like i really enjoyed their music um you know there's just um there's so many other artists that i, I can't name off the top of my head okay. but like they're always like what I like to call uh, my wind down music. Like after sure. like I've been wrestling for like days and like I'm on the road, like driving home, whatever it may be like after a match, that's normally what I'm listening to is okay. like my, my wind down playlist. That's cool. That's cool. Um, going back to hip hop, like is, are there specific types of hip hop that you like to listen to? Are you like, especially nowadays, you know, there's, there's such a divide between like, you know, kind of the indie, they're the, you know, there's, there's still kind of a West Coast split. Um, you know, with you being in Tennessee, are you listening to a lot of Southern rap or? I, I do enjoy Southern rap for the simple fact of like, uh, you know, representation of the South. Sure. But um, I really listen to it all, you know, okay. like, um, and over time, like it used to be like, oh, like it had to lyrically be, uh, it had to lyrically be good for me to like pay attention. Sure. But like now, like over time, like I've expanded my horizons and uh, have really like just dug deep into like actually listening for like just the music in general because okay. uh, it was broke down to me in a way a couple like probably like a year or two ago by like you know AC Mac like uh, really like everything's opinion based so sure you know what like. I consider like good rap to what like he would consider good rap is completely subjective, but right. it also depends on the mood you're trying to set. Like he was explaining to me, like, you know, there's some songs that like lyrically may be like, what is going on? But like, um, it's one of those where it's like, like if you're in the club, like you feel it. Absolutely. Applica and application of music is definitely an important part of, you know, how it's taken. Yes, and that was like whenever that was presented, like that information was presented to me like that way. I was like, I've never thought of it like that. So then, like that completely like opened my eyes more to the genre and like really like changed my opinion more. I get that. I'm still a lyricism snob, but that's uh, that's years of of listening to underground hip hop. Like yeah, even I used to I actually used to write CD reviews for hip hop websites like back in like the the mid 2000s and late, oh, wow. early 2010s uh specifically i actually used to write for a uh, christian hip-hop website rapzilla okay and so just, yeah going back going back to that thread the the christian music thread so um so here here's what i want to ask now uh i you know you're a wrestler work out on a regular basis i assume yeah uh, do you have specific playlists for in the gym I, uh, I've actually, this is what I do at the beginning of every year. I delete my workout playlist completely and I start from scratch. Okay. 
um, because I feel like, you know, with it being a new year, it's a chance to open my eyes to new artists and uh, start fresh on something that, like, I can want to listen to and add to for the whole year and then look back at at the end of it and be like, wow, this was like where, like, you know, with the way you've added it, like, okay, so this is what I was really listening to at the time. And then, like, whenever you shuffle it, like, it's really a trip <laughs> because you're like, wow. So that that's what mm-hmm. I like to do. It really, like, then is whenever you really see it be spanning from hip-hop, rap, right. um, you know, everything. So that's what I like to do. Huh, interesting. Uh, and then do you have, uh, you, you talked about how when you're driving home from matches or, or shows, you'll listen to your wind-down playlist. But do you have road trip playlists? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll put on my workout playlist that I have on Spotify. Um, I actually have another playlist. It's called the uh, Kings of the Weekend. And that's where like, I really have, um, a lot of like my pop punk on there. Like okay. for instance, like I love listening to Blink-182 on the way to shows. Like it just really like puts me in like the mind state, uh, like to just want to have fun and like enjoy being like where I'm going, you know, like sure. to me, it's always about the journey just as much as the destination. And that's like what you tend to remember the most from like wrestling is your road trips. So right. whenever it's like me and like my students or like me and like some of like the best friends I've ever had in the car, like the music that we play is so memorable. And whenever like we like have those memories of singing along, like it's just, it's unforgettable. So really like, you know, that's all I like would have to say about that. Like, sure. I just, you know, one of the things that I found in doing this podcast is that every, some people have different ideas of who gets to control the music on a road trip. Some people are driver controls the music. Some people are passenger controls the music. Which are you? Um, I'm very much a driver controls the okay. music. Uh, but it also kind of varies. Like it depends on my mood. Like if I'm if I'm driving and I'm just like not in the mood for, I'm like, look, just put something good on. I don't sure. care. Sure. Okay. All right. We are going to take a short break. We'll be back on the other side, and we will talk to Jaden about wrestling and music. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, we are back on Hit My Music with Jaden Newman. Jaden, uh, when did you first get into wrestling as far as watching it? So I first got into watching wrestling probably around the age of like seven. Okay. Um, the first glimpse of wrestling I ever saw on television, oddly enough, was uh, whenever I was channel surfing. And I had ended up, I guess, catching Spike at the right time. And I saw Abyss getting gored through the backstage set at TNA by <laughs> Rhino. And I was like, what was that? But like, I just kept scrolling. It just wasn't like, I just didn't think about it. Um, but really, like, what introduced me to professional wrestling was, um, 
whenever I would go to McKay's with my grandfather, which if you don't know what McKay's is, it's like a resale store. Okay. Uh, sells games, books, audio, whatever. Uh, I would go buy games for my GameCube. Like that was like one of my treats, I guess. And I got Legends of Wrestling. And keep in mind, at okay. this point, like I really didn't know anything about wrestling, but I bought it because I was like, that seems fun. And I saw Hulk Hogan on there, and I was like, who's this guy? Like, this guy kind of – no, I don't like this. <laughs> but, but, I saw, but then I saw Ricky Morton, and I was like, that guy is a mullet. That's kind of cool. Nice. And then like I started playing, and then like through that game, like I was like, this is awesome. And then uh, whenever I would start going to the flea market – um i discovered a wrestling booth there and that was where they have like a bunch of like dvds and i would always get like they were like five dollars at the time so every weekend we would go i would get like a five dollar dvd or i'd get like probably like two or three and the dvd that i remember really making me go oh my gosh i love this was ray mysterio's uh first wwe uh dvd they put out okay and it was like his documentary, obviously, but it also would have matches. And that's where I would watch Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, Halloween Havoc 97, mm, yes. and completely fall in love with it. Right. Oh, what a match. What a, what a brilliant match. Oh, 100%. I, I can watch it every day for the rest of my life and be content. Yeah. Uh, do you have any particularly fond memories of wrestler entrance themes as you were growing, as you were growing up? Man. I mean, obviously, obviously, if you were watching that Rey Mysterio DVD, you yeah, probably heard Booyaka, Booyaka. <laughs> well, even this, so, like, oddly enough, like, uh, well, probably not oddly enough, like, my favorite Rey Mysterio theme wasn't that. Sure. It was the one where, like, he first broke into WWE, and it was like, that, ch -ch -ch -ch, ah, who's right. that jumping at? Like, that was right. the one, like, with the pop-up entrance and everything, I was yep. like, that's crazy. But really, <laughs> like, um... The what really got me as an entrance was Jeff Hardy. Like sure. he knew how to make an entrance. And like that was like I that's always I think gonna be the big appeal for him is like the way he would captivate an audience, like just like with the, like the the presentation right out the curtain, like the music, the lights, the the hair, the paint, like the hand the hand motions. Yeah, the hand motion, like you know, even if you like you're not the biggest wrestling fan, you see this, you know what it is. Yeah. And th that was what really like was so memorable to me, you know, as a kid. Obviously, then like I would see like Triple H and then like the water spit with like the motorhead playing. But like right. Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio's entrances, those were the most memorable for me. Interesting. Uh, do you have so throughout wrestling history? You know, there have been a lot of musician guest performers, you know, from, you know, Living Color at WrestleMania playing CM Punk out, that kind of stuff. Do you have a favorite live music performance at a wrestling show? Oh, man. Um, that Living Color one was really sick. Yeah. I remember that. Um, not off the top of my okay. head. And that's fine. I mean, you know. Yeah. I was like, I would have to think about that. That's a good question, though. <laughs> there you go. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what makes a good entrance theme? Really, to me, what makes a good entrance theme is something that um, really relates to the character. Sure. Like, you know, 
we talk about like the undertaker like from the moment you hear like the gong hits and then like the music like it sets the mood it sets the tone and without even watching wrestling in your life you hear that music and you see him and you go okay i get it yep those two things those two things very much go together yeah and to me i think that's what makes you know that's what makes the presentation better is whenever the music matches the character like if jeff hardy was coming out to like country music like it would be the weirdest thing ever but like you know jeff hardy had like such like like this iconic like pulsating music that like made the crowd want to get up and just like dance with him and just feel it and like i just i think like that's what it has to be like it has to be something that like the crowd can feel and relate to the character sure okay so on that you know on that note let's uh talk about some of the entrance themes that you've had throughout your career oh god Um, block time (laughs) so when you broke in you were obviously uh very young Yes. And you were kind of, you know, you're sort of, you know, since we're, since we've been talking about it this way, your character was kind of, I believe you were the party boy, Jaden Newman. I was, I was the party starter, Jaden Newman. Okay. So the, what I could find the first theme that you ever used was take it off by Kesha, (laughs) which I like for that character is actually kind of perfect. Like yeah, the, the way that that song hits is um, and l- let's give a little space uh, so we can listen to a little bit of that right now. For sure. So, yeah, the way that that hits, I mean, that's perfect for that character. Yeah. (laughs) So what was there something specific about that song that made you choose that made you choose it? Did you choose it? Because I know I've talked to other people who, you know, especially their first few, their first themes, they didn't necessarily have that much input. Did you have input into that? And what was the thinking behind it? So that really was, you know, uh, that wasn't me. That was my input. Um, if it's from where I think you found that video, uh, that was a little local show that was running, uh, in McDonald, Tennessee, and there wasn't much direction on the show. So like it kind of gave me, uh, experience in like really like throwing things at the wall and seeing what stuck. Sure. And, um, cause at that time period, it was between the song sexy. I know it by LMFAO and take it off by Kesha. So, um, there was where I would try the take it off song. Okay. And the idea was, you know, uh, like kind of like a rave, like dance party feel because like I, I would come out with like glow sticks and like I would dance and like, it was really kind of like that song was like more tame, even though it's called take it off. Sure. It was like something like I could like, that would like get kids up and dancing. Right. You know, and adults too, like the parents, but like really like, you know, my, my main goal then, like, even though I was a kid myself was like to get the kids dancing and like right. make sure they were having a good time. Like that was really like where my character was more or less focused. 
So, um, but yeah, no, like that was that was my decision. Um, I just I just wanted something fun, something that everyone would know. And at that time period, Kesha was in. Sure. So, um, you know, that was my thought process. Nice. Okay. I like that. You you would go on. You would use LMFAO in some places. Um, it was a kind of a weird, like electro, like a, almost like a dubstep remix of yeah. uh, "Sexy" and I know it. Um, and you were you. So that first that first one that I found, it was there was a match you versus Skull Michaels at ARW. Yeah. Um, and then you know some of the other ones that I was seeing was like. Was TWE around back then? Yes. So TWE was actually where I started my career. Okay. And so I I was seeing that in some of the, you know, there were some TWE matches where you were using the LMFAO song. So where, where did you find, first off, I want to know where you found that remix because I actually like that way more than I like the real song or the, the original. So, and that was the thing. Like it was so different, right? Um, I discovered that just by happenstance on okay. youtube one day i was looking for just different versions of the sexy i know it song because i wanted it to like stick out and be different sure um and at the time that like i debuted that was whenever like psy got popular because of gangnam style right. so that's what you're hearing in the background is okay. Gangnam style mixed in with it interesting so, uh, I ended up finding like that like remix that um, God I wish I could remember the YouTuber's name so I could give him the credit, <laughs> but um, I hate not giving someone credit. Right. But I found it and it was just like that dun 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 like it was like such a unique intro and I was like oh my god I was, like this is it I was like this is what I have to use because that sound I knew would be um, associated with me if I used it. Right. Because like you said, it was just, it's different. So, um, that's what I would end up going on to use for like the next probably like two to three years. Yeah. I was seeing it as late as like early 2016. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there was there, you know, every once in a while, as I do this, as I do my research for the show, um, there'll be some one-offs that pop up, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody using a song because it means something to a specific match or it's something that they're trying out that they never use again. Um, you had a match in 2016 versus James Anthony where you came out to Mama Said Knock You Out. Was that yep. was that the only time you used that? That was not. So I think I probably used that for probably like two or three months. Okay. Um, because w- not that match, but like in another feud I was in, uh, the whole I, I think I was feuding with a guy named Izzy Sick at TWE, and my whole goal that I was saying on the mic was. Izzy, I'm going to knock you out cold. Okay. I'm going to knock you out. And that was like what I ended up – that's what we ended up making the story of the match was that um, I was going to knock him out. So then whenever it came time for the big match, um, I thought to myself, I was like, man, like I kind of feel like I want to try something different. Sure. And then it just seemed like the natural fit 
yeah. then I remember like the crowd like really getting behind it, and I was like, okay, I think I have something here for a little bit. Right. So that was really like the idea of using Mama said knock you out. Okay. All right. Um. So you would use that for a little while in 2016, and then later in 2016. Um, and probably for a couple of years there, this is when you would pick up a day to remember who we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, so the song you used is right back at it again. However, as you were telling me before we started, um, you had edited in like a, a kind of like sing along kind of section from if it means a lot to you. Yes. Um, what was the thinking with that? So, um, I was segueing away from, it, as you can tell from like just the the change in music from you know sexy I know it Gangnam Style to Mama said knock you out. I was kind of like in that transitional phase of figuring out who I was and what was next. Sure. Um, because you, you can't be the party boy forever. Right. And I and I wanted to say I definitely saw as we were going through, you know, around this time, there is definitely a a change in your character. You're definitely getting a little more serious, a little yes. more of a fighter. So, yeah. yeah, sorry, continue. No, you're good. And like that was like kind of like my thinking. So, you know, uh we did this storyline at TWE in 2016 and um Basically, like, uh, we'd done a deal where, like, I had lost, you know, uh, I had just graduated high school, you know, I lost my pure championship at the time, is what our mid card belt was. Um, I got out of like this, like, in a really, like, I got out of this, like, really bad relationship that was, like, public knowledge to so many people. That was, like, a really crazy thing. Like, and it shouldn't have been, but it was. Right. And, um, you know, and we were like, man, like there's all this, like there's just so much going on. And like, I was like, we should just like use this to like go to the next chapter. So like, um, I did this deal where like, whenever I lost the belt, I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm, I'm done here. Like, I was like, I need to go and find myself. So, okay. um, that's whenever like I would leave for like a month and like, I came back with the, you know, if it means a lot to you, sing along came in and everyone's like, who is this? Right back at it again came, and then I come out the curtain right. ser more serious than I was the month before I was there. And from then on, like that was never people could like really tell like oh like uh, like my friends like to call it like emo Jaden uh, phase, and uh, that's very much what it was. Sure, you know, um, because at that age, like it, it was kind of like a cool chapter to look back on now because. At that age, like you're really figuring out like who you are, like getting out of high school, like your whole life's ahead of you. Like there's college coming up, like, you know, love is lost, new friendships, old friendships are buried. Like sure. to tell that story of like a teenage kid slowly transitioning into becoming a man, like that was basically like the ideology behind like the like the change in character. Right. Um, and you know, the more serious approach, but choosing, uh, that song, you know, meant a lot to me because, um, 
the if it might the if it means a lot to you song like just genuinely like means a lot to me like sure. that song holds like a lot of weight on my heart so whenever like the crowd started catching on and then they started singing it as well i knew they were invested i knew i right. had them uh and for the longest time like so many people thought like that was like one of the coolest entrances i had so um yeah no that that's definitely like it brings a lot of good memories back whenever i think on it that, hey that's that's awesome that's awesome and i do think that is a really strong entrance um I, as I was watching, you know, I really, I really dug the way that, you know, the sing-along part happens and it kind of fades out. And then, you know, the, the guitars of right back at it again hit, you know, and like you said, you come through the curtain after that. And it's, it's a really, it's a really powerful presentation. Yes. And that was 100% the goal. Like it, it was especially like for like a Southern indie, like having like an entrance like that was like kind of like like i got made fun of a lot by like the wrestlers in the back for it. they're like oh come on but i'm like but people <laughs> were into it sure you know what i mean so like sure. i was okay with challenging them and being like well if it's working let's lean towards it right no that's great um you in 2017 you you know you've been in a couple of tag teams here and there yeah um you were a part of s4 and the theme that S4 came out to that I found is one of my favorite rap songs of all time. I mean, I, you know, it's one of the most popular from the 90s. Uh, Party Up, Up in Here by DMX. Yep. Uh. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Um, was that a, a song that your tag team partner was using? Was this specifically for the tag team? It was uh, It was specifically for the tag team. Okay. Um, whenever Chris and I were, to, like, were teaming together, uh, we, we tried to think of something that would be fun and like get people like up and going because um, we wanted to be something completely different than what it was whenever it was him and Ken Lee at the time. Okay. Uh, whenever they were just Spring Street Suicide Squad. Right. You know, we abbreviated it, made it S4, and uh, we wanted to have a more fun approach at it. Okay. And although the tag team was very short-lived, um, you know, uh, we had went through, like, a kind of trial and error of songs. Like, I think we thought about using Neck Deep, which is a pop-punk band, uh, you know, we had, I think we had one time came out to, uh, hip hop hooray by naughty by nature. Okay. Um, and then we, we, we struck DMX and I was like, we're so stupid. Why didn't we think about DMX? <laughs> because I, I love DMX. Like you're saying, sure. like, you know, so, uh, we ended up using it and, I remember like it was we were on the way to the show and we were like, let's just what if we use party up? Because like we were in the car just like kind of jamming to it. And then like they we we messaged the promoter, like, yeah, uh party up by DMX. Whatever. And like we get there and whenever like they hit the music, you know, before the show, whenever it's just the wrestlers in there and we're all like, you know, like call time and all that. Right. The music hits and we hear how hype everyone gets. People are like screaming because of like the song coming on. They're like, oh, boy. like it's just one of those songs. Nice. So like we were like, 
that's it. We oh, yeah. It. If you can if you can get that kind of reaction from the from the other wrestlers, imagine what you're going to get from the crowd. Exactly. So. And then from then on forward, like it worked. And yeah. then, you know, even after like we split as a team, uh, I would go to use it for a little while, you okay. know, at like select shows. But, um, you know, like I said, though, that was during like that time period where I was still trying to figure out what I was doing. Right. Um, but it definitely was a great song sure. if you wanted to get a good reaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, from there, and th- this is interesting because this is kind of the song that kind of made this podcast happen. Uh, it's I'm the One by Descendants. Yes. Uh, from 2018 and 2019, you were using this. I'm the one. For those who don't know, um, my friend Ed, who is one of the hosts of Pod Van Dam and uses the Pod Van Dam Twitter account as his main Twitter account, had posted that uh, Jaden using I'm the one is just like a perfect entrance theme. So and that you should be given awards for that. So that's <laughs> and I responded. I responded to it. We had a little back and forth. And that's that's how this podcast happened. Yes. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Descendants. Obviously, that's, you know, kind of that punk thing that we had talked about. Um, how did they come on your radar? So oddly enough, um, you know, transitioning from the party up phase, I knew that it was time for a change. I knew it was time for something consistent and concrete. Okay. And at the time, you know, I was I was out of high school. I was in my first semester of college. I was doing some work for my grandfather, um, for my grandfather's electrical business. Um, and I remember being in the work van, uh, one day and, uh, we were sitting there and, uh, this is all going to connect. I promise. Sure, no, I, I and, believe you. um, and, uh, we were sitting there, we were in the van driving back to, uh, the office and number one spot by Ludacris came on and I go, what is I had never heard it before. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was like, this would be amazing entrance music. Sure. And then I was like, I liked like because I liked the attitude. I liked the idea behind it. Right. And I, like I loved the Austin Powers sample. The Austin right. Powers like sample just hit so good. Yeah. Um and then like I just kind of back pocketed the idea. I was like, that's good. So then I had seen a quote uh from Muhammad Ali. Um And I believe it was along the lines of, he said, I am the greatest. I called myself that before I ever was. So then everything really started clicking. And I said, wait a minute. If I could combine the attitude of this this song by Ludacris, number one spot, and the philosophy that Muhammad Ali had by calling himself the greatest before he ever was, imagine the heat I could get as a heel saying I'm number one. Right. Especially whenever people are looking at you going, dude, no, you're not like like there's no like because you know what I mean? Like the contendership for it, the contendership for it, especially where I was in my career was absolutely like ridiculous to say. And that was why, like, I leaned towards it. So then I would use number one spot for a little while. Okay. um, As my music. So that's uh. Yeah, so there we go. There's an addition. So I would use number one spot for a little while. I then played around with number one by Nelly. 
Okay. And then um, around this time, too, was whenever I started getting, uh, like, around 2018 or late 2017 was whenever I started getting, like, retrained by Carrie Offal. Okay. And he's actually where, you know, the El Numero Uno Ichiban came from because I remember we were doing a promo class one day, and he threw that in. I was like, that's good. And then, um, you know, he had mentioned coming out to the Descendants, and I had obviously like listened to the Descendants, but I just never thought of like using "I'm the one." So sure. that was Perry Awful's idea, and I then would go use that I, I, whenever I worked for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Okay, and then I used it for Southern Underground Pro, and then it just stuck. Like that was the theme song going forward. Right. Even now to this day at uh, Action Wrestling, I use it. Okay. Um, so, like, it's definitely a song that, like, I think really shaped uh, the character and, like, kind of, like, tells the story and the attitude of, like, who Jade Newman is uh, as a heel as number one. Right. You know? So um, that's the thing. Like the lyrics, like whenever you hear it, you're like, what? But then you're like, oh, my God, it makes sense. Yeah. So um, it definitely does. And it's one of those things that I think especially whenever you're going into a new territory or a new company, I think it's one of those things that like it's it's especially presumptuous. Yes. And, <laughs> and yes, so, and like, that it was the definitely thing. it definitely hits that way. And it's it's awesome. Yeah, like it literally like that to me is that song is the equivalent to walking in with like a like a sticky note on my forehead, like describing who I am. Like, yep. That you like I'm plastered with ones. The songs I'm the one. You should yeah. understand at this point who I am. Yes. So it should come it should come with a gif, the gif from um uh, uh half baked. <laughs> where the, the guy stands up in the meeting and he says, boo this man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's Because that's, I mean, that, that's what it is. It's basically telling people what to do. So uh, that's, yes. that's great. Um, for a little while, you were a part of a tag team in Southern Underground Pro uh, called The Jocks. Yeah. And you guys used uh, one of my favorite songs from the late 90s, Pretty Fly for a White Guy by the offspring and all the girlies say i'm pretty fly for a white guy was there any was there any specific thinking behind that one that was all teddy king man okay. uh that was so that was teddy's theme okay and the idea of the gimmick then was uh, for me to be brought on as a constant in Southern Underground Pro. I think I helped Teddy win his match against Mr. Brickster um, at a show like in July or so, July or August. And then uh, I would come on and be like a part of his team, a part of his pack. So then like I was stripped of the name Jaden Newman. And since he was the varsity athlete, I was JV Newman. Okay. So um, I would then like uh, wear a Letterman jacket and like okay. just pretty much like try to be like his like uh, his understudy per se because nice. I'm not a sports guy I don't know football so <laughs> like I was like I was like really I was really doing the best I could 
Um, and I had so much fun doing it too. But yeah, no, like uh, that song was all Teddy. Like that okay. was that was his shtick, and I was just along for the ride. But nice. I really enjoyed it. it. It seemed like a lot of fun. Um, there was around that time. It seemed like you and Brixter were kind of like a constant in each other's lives. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so because like whenever like I had started getting retrained by Carrie uh, in 2017 was whenever Brick was starting training. Okay. So like we essentially were like training mates okay. that, you know, really grew close to each other and would end up, you know, wrestling each other all the time. So right. yeah, we were definitely constants in each other's careers. It's a little, a little bit of a digression. It's funny looking back at that version of Mr. Brickster when he was, when he had like all the Lego bricks and the, the like the, the bow tie. Yeah. And, um, cause I, cause I primarily know him from his, the time that he spent in AIW, oh uh, as kind of like the third member of the rip city shooters. Yeah. With former guest of this, pro- this podcast, Wes Barkley and, uh, Josh. Shout Pitt. out Wes Barkley. So, love, love Maserati West. The man. So, he's, he's great. Um, so after, so kind of, and I, I'm not sure co- quite where the transition was, but in 2018 and 2019, and I'm not sure if this was kind of promotion specific, you were in some places using Ultimate Suicide by Suicide Boys uh, with Denzel Curry. Yes. That has quite a different feel <laughs> from I'm the one, um, you know, with it's, it's almost got, it's almost feels somewhat industrial. There yeah. are those, like, there are like those ping percussion uh, notes that are in there um, that really kind of have a striking quality to them. Yeah. And so what was the, was, were there specific times when you were using that over others? Yeah, so basically the idea behind that was around the time that um, – let's see. It was 2019, I think, was the we first started. No, it was like 2018, like late 2018. We started using it. Uh, I was going to be a part of a group. Uh, it was going to be myself, Chase Jordan, who does not wrestle anymore, Aiden okay. Wright, who's now Charles Stanley, okay, and Ben Carter, now known as WWE NXT's Nathan right. Frazier. Sure. Um, we were going to be a part of – we were a part of a group called The Age of Rebellion. Right. And it took a lot of time to think of that name. But it also, you know, we all collectively were like, what can we use for music that just, like, really, like, stands out? Okay. And, like, the first time, like, we were, like, coming up with ideas, like – um, I'm a huge Suicide Boys fan. Like I really enjoy like their music and like their that like you said that industrial like unique like grainy sound to their music they have. Right. So like um, we you know I was listening and like I found like that in those first notes I was like okay this has my attention and it was like from then on I was like boys I think I have it. Okay. So. Then we would start using that whenever we would team. Slowly team dissolved because, um, you know, different bookings and, like, uh, we just weren't able to, like, stay consistent with the team like we were wanting to uh, unless it was myself and now Nathan Frazier. So we, uh, you know, we essentially all split unofficially. And I would then adopt the song because I – 
you know, I would use I'm the one for whenever I was like, ha ha ha, piece of like piece of crap, like chicken shit hill. Sure. And uh, then like ultimate suicide was like the oh, he's serious. Okay. So then that was the differentiation. Then I like I said, I would end up just adopting it as my theme song completely because so many people got used to hearing it and seeing me. Right. Um, obviously, if you've looked into the song, you've seen the lyrics, and that's why I would use the instrumental everywhere. Sure, so, absolutely. Then whenever you know I would break out the version with the lyrics, they were like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> it's what? Level up. Yeah. yeah, so like, and I would especially use that like now like at Southern Underground Pro and like ICW No Holds Barred. Um, okay, that makes perfect yeah. sense. But yeah, like that, it's, it's it's the more intense, uh, serious version of Jaden Newman. That makes sense. Okay, that brings us current. So you have recently, in the last few months, uh, maybe end of last year, or was that uh, April? April. <clears throat> oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So very recent. Um, you debuted a new song, "Can't Stop, Won't Stop" by Budge. Which is your theme. Like it yeah. is parenthetically Jaden Newman's theme. So yeah. how did that come to be? How did you hook up with them? So um, like I was mentioning earlier, uh, I had name dropped Wade Hunt. And for those of you listening, uh, Wade Hunt is the frontman for uh, Knockout Kid and uh, also, you know, did some voice work with um, A Face for Radio. And uh, I had listened to Knockout Kid since I was literally like in middle school. Like they were like one of the bands that like really got me into like the pop punk scene. And, um, you know, it was it was crazy, like listening to them. So then later on, like I'd say in 2019, I got like a message. That's so funny. He literally just pinged up on my on my Twitter over here. <laughs> God, his ears must be burning. But um, he had messaged me on Instagram like, you know, and was like, hey, man, like big fan of your work. Just wanted to reach out and let you know. And I was like, who is this guy? I was like, that name sounds so familiar. And I looked at his profile and i realized who it was, I was like oh my god because i saw like uh lead vocals knockout kid and i was like yo like i've been listening to your music forever because i had shortly used interstate by knockout kid for a little okay. bit too um and he was like no way i was like yeah dude i've been listening to you since like you know uh whatever year i told him and he was like thanks for making me feel old so <laughs> um we had then you know linked up and became boys and i got him his start as an announcer in professional wrestling because okay. of that relationship you know he's came and stayed at my house like i've learned so much about music from him he's learned so much about wrestling from me nice um and i had always said i wanted like knockout kid to do my music like if i ever had a custom theme i want them to do it and even though it wasn't knockout kid proper like to still have wade hunt go right. We can make this work. So um, it was him, and I can't think of their names right now. God, I hate that. But uh, it was him and a couple others, and they were like, let's do this thing. 
So uh, we started the process of the song back in November of last year. Okay. And that was never like we started like, you know, uh, brainstorming on like what it was going to sound like, what it was going to be. And I told him, I said, I just want the Wade Hunt special. I was like, I want what I've been a fan of since I was like 16. Right. And he is like, say less. So <laughs> then that was like whenever like he sh- he sent me over the text with like uh, the chorus, the I can't stop, I want. And I was like, okay, I like this. So right. we then had like, you know, a building moment from there. And then it just kept like, like it literally just kept like uh, snowballing to then uh, whenever I got the finished product, I was like, this is it. Because I literally told him, I was like, I want it to be a song that, because you, you've heard a lot of wrestling themes. Yep. There's a difference, I feel, between a wrestling theme and like a, a song that's used for wrestling. Absolutely. That's like true. a song that's used for wrestling you know, like I can listen to in my car. Right. Like to me, that's like Orange Cassidy coming out to the Pixies. That's like, um, you know, Chris Jericho coming out to Fozzie, his own music. Like that's so right. cool. And like it's and it transcends wrestling. And that was what I wanted. I said I want something that can be jammed out to in their car and not even and you not even realize it's a wrestling theme song. Sure. So, um, whenever I heard the finished product. I was just mind blown because he said we can do this one of two ways. We can either just have this be like, you know, a wrestling song or like we can throw in the bells and whistles. I said, dog, throw in the bells and whistles. I said, I want the full thing. Nice. I said, I want to rock out, dude. So then, like I said, I got the finished product. I debuted it at the Scenic City Rumble whenever I won the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship from right. AJ Gray. And I think that was the best way to kick off having that song because now, like, people have seen me whenever I debuted that song go on to win a championship. So they're like, oh man, like, that's like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, so, like, now, like, people like hear that song and they're like, that's Jaden Newman because it's got like that unique feel. Like, it has, sure. Um, you know, like, like I was saying. It it matches you. I mean, it, it it matches what you're what you're going for, and um and specifically, you're right. Like the idea of debuting a new song at a time when you are kind of making moves, so to speak. Um, like that that's huge, and that that definitely it like it almost creates like an extension of that of that quote unquote brand for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I think and- that's awesome. And that's the thing, like, to me, like, it reminds me so much, like, like, you always think, like, the superstars having their own song, like, and I think that's another way of differentiating yourself on the independents. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, how many people on the indies, like, uh, like, Alex Kane has, like, such a, like, uh, our memorable song, because, like, right. you know, is that Alex Kane, like, it's custom, and, like, you hear it, and it's something that, like, you can get behind, because it's so different. Right, and it's. You know, and it's one of those things that because, you know, obviously the song, because it's the song is unique to you, but the concept of having that song that is specifically for you is unique, is a unique enough concept in indie wrestling. I mean, like, like you said, Alex Kane, I also think like the only other, the only other ones that I can really think of are 
Colt Cabana. Yep. You no, know, he had the Colt Cabana. And, Chris uh, Hero. Chris Hero did. Although Chris Hero would kind of go back and forth, he would use some some rap stuff every once in a while. Um, yeah. Uh, e- Ethan Page was the other person I was thinking of. Yeah. Because for you know, like even like when he was even like back in like I want to say like 2012, 2013, when he was a constant in AIW, he had um, a, a very specific theme that was created for him. Yes. Um, and so you know it. I think that's awesome that you were able to do that. You were able to work with those guys and they were able to to do this custom theme for you. And I think that is a really cool thing and a really, uh, a really neat way to set yourself apart. Yeah, exactly. And that's all I want to do is just set myself apart Absolutely. and like work to that next stage. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Um, I, that, I think that's all we've got. I do have one final question. This is the, the question that I ask at the end of every episode Hit and with it. You may you may not have an answer for it because you may already have it, and it's what I call the Tony Khan proposition. Okay. And it, if money and rights were no object, is there a song that you would like to have as a dream entrance song? Ha oh, man, you you know, like just because of how special it is now that I have it, I I don't think I would want anything other than my song. Yeah, I, that and that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. All right, um. Why don't you tell us where people can find you on the internet? I know you've got, you know, you've got social media presence and why don't you tell people where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, thank you all for listening. If y'all want to find more on myself, you can go on to Twitter. I'm very active on there. That's at Jaden for real J A D E N number four real. No, I'm not a female basketball player, but I am a professional wrestler. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jaden one Newman. Uh, J-A-D-E-N number one Newman. Uh, I'm on Facebook as well. Not as much, but you can still like the page and get updates on where I will be. That's Jaden Newman dash official. I also have merch. So if you you would like some merch, you can go on to tpublic.com backslash user backslash Jaden for real. Once again, J-A-D-E-N number four real. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Jaden Newman. I also now have a new release on Shop IWTV, nice. uh, courtesy of a partnership with the Bald Monkeys podcast and that dude, John Davis, who designed the shirt, um, which the shirt design is actually based on a Knockout Kid album. So nice. you can go on there and check it out as well. Shop IWTV. Just put in Jaden Newman in the search bar. And as far as I know, that's really all I have. I have a TikTok, but you're not going to get any cool dancing challenges out of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not that active on there, but I try my best to be. So if you want to follow me on there, that's at Jaden for real as well. Otherwise, that's where you can find me and that's where I'll be. All right. Uh, Jaden, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a fun time. Um, I'm really happy that you were able to come on. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. I seriously had a, such a great time. Everybody, thanks for listening to Hit My Music. Uh, I'm David Kincannon. We'll see you next time. Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, including add-outs with wrestling, we need wrestling, longbox heroes, and more. You can follow the show at Hit My Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jingle Meister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hit my outro.
Break. <laughs> nice.